Hello, this is your weekly roundup from Giant Leap, the UK's space news outlet read by me, Philip Day. We have been given the scientific knowledge, the technical ability, and the materials to pursue the exploration of the universe. 10, 9, ignition sequence start. 3, 2, 1, 0, all engine run. In today's episode, the James Webb Space Telescope is delayed by an incident. Not to go a week out of the news, Astroscale completes an enormous funding round. The ESA Solar Orbiter makes a flying visit home. Bletchley-based Pulsar Fusion hotfire their hybrid rocket engine destined for orbit. The UK Space Flight Safety and Regulatory Council meets for the first time. And Orbex release a rare glimpse inside their manufacturing facilities. Today's job of the week comes from Orbex. Find us on patreon.com forward slash giant leap for unique membership perks such as access to our Discord server and early roundup releases. If you'd like to feature your job as job of the week or you simply need to either visit our awesome space merch store or find out more about other formats, head over to giant-leap.space. James Webb experiences another delay. The European Space Agency this week announced a delay to the launch of the James Webb Telescope, often hailed as the successor to the venerable Hubble. The James Webb experienced what the agency is describing as a small incident involving a strap under tension which released suddenly and with force. A vibration was seen to pass through the telescope spacecraft, which has now triggered a full examination of all components in order to check that there has been no damage. When it comes to the groundbreaking discoveries the community is confident this telescope will unlock, we can and should wait to get it right. A classic case of mission before ego allows for this incident to be handled. One question to consider when it comes to judging the impact and reasonableness of this response is, which is most important in your mind? Launch date, research outcome or budgetary certainty when it comes to space missions? With this investigation underway and a delay still being accurately calculated, the telescope is certain not to launch before the 22nd of December this year, which could make for an exciting Christmas date for your diary. Astroscale raise again, this time in Series F. The company has now raised over 300 million US dollars in total as they continue to grow their business, team, assets and ambition. Last week, we discussed how they're moving even more of their operations into the UK by joining their mission control centre at Harwell with a new spacecraft manufacturing facility too. Now, the company has welcomed UK-based venture capital firm Seraphim Space Capital to the ranks of their investors as part of the most recent US$109 million Series F round. This investment was led by a Japanese investor known as The Fund. Mobu Okada is founder and CEO of Astroscale. This latest round of funding will dramatically accelerate our ability to make on-orbit servicing routine by 2030. It also shows that investors around the world acknowledge the tremendous potential in this emerging on-orbit servicing market, which will revolutionise the future of space. Mobu isn't wrong. The UK is one of the premier countries at recognising the potential in low-Earth orbit in the recently published National Space Strategy, with a foreword by the Prime Minister indicating that his Global Britain plan will see us take a leading role on the international stage, global Britain becoming galactic Britain, as we work with other nations to pursue exciting missions, he said, concluding with a statement about setting the standards that will ensure space is used responsibly and safely. 
timely, considering the recent Russian anti-satellite missile debacle. The Solar Orbiter, an ESA mission with significant UK and NASA involvement, passed close to home. Early last year, we reported on the launch of the Solar Orbiter, which is due to measure space weather close to the sun, giving more opportunity for experts to analyse the way our star works and provide an early warning for significant space events, such as the large solar flare, which caused some limited disruption and spectacular northern lights, aurora borealis effects, this autumn. Imperial College London and University College London's Mullard Space Science Laboratory made significant contributions to the spacecraft, which is due to loop around the Earth on a gravity assist manoeuvre which should help her to find her way deeper in towards the Sun, a very energy expensive orbit to achieve. Eventually, the spacecraft will return the first images of the Sun's polar regions, among other useful data. Pulsar Fusion debut on the channel with a big impression. Based in Bletchley, England, Pulsar Fusion is a small company with big ambitions and a rapid development capability to match it. Richard Dinan founded the company back in 2014 as a research business primarily interested in nuclear fusion. Since then, the company has expanded their horizons with a strong focus on space. Pulsar Fusion have been working on nuclear propulsion systems for space applications, a field we all know Rolls-Royce to be now heavily into, as well as the highly efficient electronic satellite thrusters known as HET or Hall Effect thrusters, which have been demonstrated numerous times in space by other manufacturers to date. Now, the company have levelled up their ambitions again. Pulsar Fusion have been developing a hybrid rocket motor, and this week it came out for testing at Kotec, an MOD location near Salisbury. Hybrid in this case doesn't mean that it runs partially from batteries and partially from carbon-based fuel, but rather that it's a hybrid of solid rockets and liquid rockets. In this case, a solid core of combustible material known as HDPE, what black plastic drainage pipes are made from, is moulded into a tube which, once ignited, can burn whilst being fed by a liquid oxidizer. Pulsar have selected nitrous oxide for that job, which they claim produces a non-toxic plume. They're ready for international demonstrations in the hope of securing the continued rapid development of the product. Richard Dinan, the CEO, said, We're delighted with the UK test firing at Kotec. It's a hugely significant moment and we're proud this rocket is built in the UK. To have a British rocket test on UK soil is novel, he said, and continued, Pulsar is among a very few companies around the world to have built and tested these technologies. No doubt other UK rocket companies would contest the novelty in Richard's claim, but it's certainly exciting, and I can't wait to learn more about the engineering behind this system. We reached out to Richard, who's currently busy with the testing results and with his international demonstrations, but we've been promised more information in the coming days. It's missed this news run, but if you join us on Discord via our Patreon membership, you're almost certain to learn about the specifications of this launch-capable engine, and much more. The UK Spaceflight Safety and Regulatory Council met for the first time. Proceedings were opened by a recorded message from the Transport Minister, Trudy Harrison, after which the remaining 15 members made short introductions in what may seem a run-of-the-mill part of the national bureaucracy at work. Paul Williams, CEO of Black Arrow Space Technologies and a founding member of the council, said, It was a great pleasure to have been invited to participate in the inaugural meeting of the SARC. I hope the benefits of our team's 35 years experience in the space industry and the perspective of the unique Black Arrow launch concept and business model will help to enhance the insight of the Council in advising government and industry and to attain the highest levels of safety, security and professionalism within the UK space launch sector. The Council forms an important part of the system that UK companies looking to conduct space activities will need to navigate in order to compete on any level in the orbital economy. As a result, 
ensuring that the council has the right members with the right attitude is critical. On the face of it, it may seem as though maximum deregulation is critical to national competitive advantage on the world stage. But similarly, such a new industry is relying on building a strong reputation for safe delivery on investments from the market. Should an unscrupulous operator launch and lose a payload, for example, immeasurable and irreparable damage could be done to the UK space industry. A fine balance must surely be struck, and it's this new body which has been tasked to find it. Trudy Harrison MP, who's been tasked to lead the group, couldn't agree more. Getting the right experts around a table to ensure our regulations remain fit for purpose is absolutely vital, and this council will help us to do just that as we aim to launch our first space missions from next year. Orbex provide a look at their additive manufacturing facilities next. If you're enjoying this roundup but hate how low budget it is, please join Jeff, Adele and Shuffs on supporting our Patreon for as little as £1 a month. Head over right now to patreon.com forward slash giant leap where you'll gain access to Discord, me and more membership perks. The channel and I are both extremely grateful for your support which directly impacts how much can be reported, where I go and how much time I can afford to invest in things like creating better content for this roundup. Orbex, the Force Scotland-based prime rocket manufacturer, have opened up a little. It's almost impossible for Giant Leap to mention Orbex without also highlighting the secretive nature of the company. We know almost nothing about the business, their rocket, ambitions, technologies or progress. So, whilst it may not be big news to see a 3D printer in operation within advanced manufacturing circles, it is interesting to see Orbex show us the inner workings of their AM solutions as they go into detail about the make, model, outputs and even business case for their use of this technology. Their custom-built AMCM M4K 3D printer is already up and running, printing monobody rocket engines and turbo pumps the company has revealed. Describing what makes their operations so special, the company also revealed that their printer can print tall objects, very tall objects. In fact, they now harbour the capability to print on the longest z-axis anywhere in Europe, which removes the classic weak spots generated by joining smaller components together and simplifies the manufacturing process removing some of the usually heavy reliance on precision welding, which is a dying art in the UK. Alongside this impressive capability, the company has also revealed that in-house turnkey manufacturing is their primary method for all component system manufacture, much like SpaceX. Orbex are winding their own carbon fibre elements in-house, which may include pressure vessels for fuel and propulsive applications and more. It's a small window into the work up at Orbex, but an important one which silently announces that designs are well progressed and full-scale physical testing has begun. We can expect to see Prime fly from the UK carrying payloads up to 180 kilograms to orbit by 2022 or 2023. By way of thanking the business for opening up a little to us, this week's Job of the Week comes from Orbex, who are actually recruiting 12 UK roles right now across various seniority levels. Alex Shufflebotham, one of our Patreon supporters, is an aerospace student studying in Wales. In your honour, Shuffs, the job of the week is an avionics technician role based in Fors, Scotland. This time the company is looking for an experienced technician with aeronautical segment experience, with the opportunity to take part in live testing at RAF Kinloss Disused, and attracting up to £35,000, equity stake and relocation assistance if required. If this job sounds like you, check it out linked in the description or use the same portal to find the remainder of the dozen jobs. Of course, this job and more from this week are already posted on our Discord server.
that you all caught up. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify or anywhere else there's a like button, please smash it now. It's a great way to ensure Giant Leap gets the support we need to continue bringing you the news. On social media, we're using the hashtag Giant Leap, where we usually post several times a day. If you'd like to be a part of it there, come and join us there. Thanks for checking in. And until next time, remember that every Giant Leap is set up by thousands of small steps. You've been listening to a giant-leap.space news roundup.